0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. This is Caleb sitting across from Big Mike. We're here to talk some NBA hoops. So we're about a quarter through the season. Each team's about 25 games through. Um, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever you want to say, people were knocking the Brooklyn Nets. They were saying, oh, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie's not coming back. A lot of old guys, Griffin. DeAndre Jordan, all oh, the new rule changes, you know the foul changes. Beard can't adjust. Beard's just—he's uh, a foul baiter He can't yeah. score the ball. He's a point guard now, you know. And I'm looking at the Nets, sixteen and seven, sitting the top of the East. Kevin Durant and James Harden leading that way. Are the Nets finally figuring it out, or is it just a matter of oh wait, the Nets actually have two of the top six players in the NBA, like?
1: I think it's a case of both. I mean, get you got to give them time, and then exactly everything good comes with time. And then, like you said, people people forget that that KD and beard. Well, not necessarily KD, but people forget Beard's the baddest man on the planet. All right, second, third, maybe behind KD and Steph, but people forget how good James Harden is at basketball. It it makes me sick.
0: It makes me sick to my stomach i agree james hart and i think uh this year certainly has caught a lot of flack for a lot of stuff that i don't even believe to be his fault last year obviously he dealt with the hamstring and from what we've read the hamstring kind of hindered his ability to get into shape and work on stuff this off season because i guess it was that serious of a hamstring injury if you know anything about a hamstring injury you even have a slight strain, tweak, it. you can't even – it's a yeah. call explosion, you can't explode. And we watched him in the playoffs last year in the East Conference Finals against the Bucs, and you could move. just tell he didn't have it. Yeah,
1: like he even said that the reason why he had a slow start was this was the first offseason right. in his career where instead of hooping and getting better, he was rehabbing. Exactly.
0: It takes time. It 100% cool. takes time, and I think he's kind of back to that. And I also think he's also adjusting to, I mean, people are, I don't want to say people are, but there's no sense in hating on Beard for not scoring 35 a game anymore. Like we saw him score 37 a game, eight assists, and eight rebounds for Houston for three years. Like, he's playing with this guy's now. playing with Yeah, this guy's playing with Kevin Durant. He's playing with the best scorer. I mean, arguably one of the deepest bags of all time. KD is a unicorn. We'll never see another player like him. He's adjusting to playing point guard. He's adjusting to not having to be the main option offensively. And, and as far as I'm concerned, he's about as good as a point guard as any other point guard in the NBA. I mean, don't get it twisted. They're sitting though. sixteen
1: and seven right when, now. When that dude needs to get a bucket, he'll get you a bucket.
0: Absolutely he will.
1: You know, that's don't,
0: just, don't get it twisted. That's 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 Beard, man. Beard is a uh, at the end of the day, Beard in his prime was Mr. Let me give you a nice little <laughs> nice little dribble dribble sequence. Let me get into my back a little bit and get a bucket on you, maybe you draw a foul. People have referenced the rule changes, but I don't even think the rule change has been I think people are talking about the rule change, but I don't think the rule change has necessarily been that big of a difference. I still see a lot of
1: the same foul.
0: Calls. Yeah, you still see a lot, see a lot of the same foul calls, and it's because, at the end of the day, I think a lot of the the people that were drawing those foul calls are like the stars. The stars are still they gonna get, get their calls. Yeah, they That's how their, it is in the NBA. You know, like Curry, KD, <clears throat> Braun, they're all gonna get their calls. You know, and, and Beard, I, I I think Beard the, at the beginning of the season, obviously, just like every other year, I think he starts out a little little bit overweight, a little bit out of shape. Yeah. And, Obviously, coming off the entry, it might have been a little harder adjusting to more of a natural point guard rule. Obviously, playing with Kevin Durant, but I people worried about the Nets at the beginning of the year. There's no sense being worried about the Nets, they're gonna make it to the final 16 and seven. I mean, Kevin Durant's that guy. If anything, the team that I would be more worried about, um, talking about super teams. That a lot of people think were built over a night uh, which by the way is is what the nba is now free agency people just get signed in free agency P- people leave all the time The more team that i'd be worried about is the los angeles lakers sitting 12 and 12. russell westbrook anthony davis lebron james um if i want to be honest i think you know obviously i don't want to use language on the podcast but i think they're a lot of mentally weak um people out in LA playing for that roster. You know, I don't think Anthony Davis is is uh is up to the billing. Nor do I think I think what Russell Westbrook and LeBron could work. Um Russell Westbrook's what, thirty three? I mean the dude, dude still averages a triple double, but when they, let's is it is that winning you games? Let's put it like
1: this. When when are you gonna admit I was right?
0: Not Russell only Westbrook. you, but
1: everyone listening right now. Oh, when yeah. are you guys going to admit I was right? I'll I'll wait. I, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. But just know, at the end of the year when the Lakers choke in the playoffs and it's because of one person, come talk to me and apologize. I'm talking to you, Josh. You want to call me out
0: on the last one? I want my apology. I, I, part of me kind of agrees there. I think Russell Westbrook and the Lakers can still figure it out, but. In everything through twenty four with... games or twelve and twelve, all right? LeBron hold
1: up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, in in everything go. with the Lakers is so like you said, it's so it's so drama filled. It's drama know like yeah. like right now we're seeing a lot of players are in the COVID protocol, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Who's the one player that got put in there and is making a big deal about it? Big boy that we live from. The man right there, right there, baby. For the people that are going to be watching this, <laughs> the video Le- right here, LeBron James, the king himself. He is claiming that it was a false positive, and he's making a big media circus about how he's mad he has to sit out. What is it? It's like I mean, 10 granted, days it could have be been vaccinated. It's no, 10. It's it a hundred percent could be false positives happen all the time, but like you don't hear other guys making complaining. It a big deal.
0: I know, I agree, I agree.
1: You haven't seen it's a media circus.
0: And I think, like, the thing with the Lakers is, you know, I'm not a obviously not a Lakers fan because, like, after Lakers, I don't like the Lakers. I think I, in anything LA, I'm not a big fan of. Obviously, living in Ohio because, like, we screw live them. in Ohio. The Lakers, screw them, you know, screw them. And obviously, they have LeBron, and LeBron's supposed to be, I mean, LeBron probably is the biggest athlete in the United States um in terms of impact influence all that type of stuff since michael jordan and he just kind of carries that charisma and he just he carries the media influence right behind him because the media is going to follow him because he's that big of a name that big of a story so the nba obviously is going to make it about him and like the thing with the lakers is like i saw a stat the other day about anthony davis and Granted, LeBron's missed a couple of games. and oh, I got and, a good stat. And, and they've, they've obviously added Russell Westbrook, which I mean, you tell me how much you think that has helped them. But Anthony Davis is dead last in the NBA in all um, – he's dead last in the NBA in three statistics. Face-up uh, face, face shots, field goal percentage, Anthony Davis is dead last. Anthony Davis is also dead last in three-point percentage. He's dead last. What's the other one? Do you know the uh, other one? It's, um. No. He's I, dead last it, in three shooting yeah, statistics. And one of them's funny. face up. Po- after the post, the face up shooting percentage. One of them's
1: the three, that, and they shoot like a minimum three a game yep. four a game.
0: He's dead last in all shooting. Yeah. And the thing. And
1: the thing with AD, too, this is goes, ties back into how LA's soft in a media circus, is they ask him about it. And you know, most guys would be like, oh, like. He's it's soft. something I gotta work on. I think he saw. You know, like you, you know, like the professional response. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I'm just gonna continue to shoot them. I know my ability," but which like could be true. But at the same time, like, dude, just just everything about the Lakers <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach. No, I don't
0: like the Lakers either. I don't. I'm not. I've never been a fan of. Well, I was a fan of LeBron, obviously being from Northeast Ohio, but. Even Northeast Ohio folk know that LeBron is soft. He's kind of, he's he's very much a, a prima donna, a diva. And I'm not even blaming LeBron, but I mean, if you're 18 years old, 17, 16, when people started talking about LeBron, this dude was on Sports Illustrated when he was 17 years old. He's what, 35 now? 36 now? He's been in the, like, the guy for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to carry that. Oh, he's he's gonna act like he's better than just because that's and how everybody's right always treated to. him. You yeah, know, he has the right to exactly.
1: I'm just a butthurt sports fan, so screw him. Yeah, I don't
0: blame you. Lot of lot of butthurt to go around, especially in the NBA when it comes to LeBron. Um, the next thing that I that I've seen, you know, we talked about KD beard here, you know, trying to figure out his his role with the Nets, and then. LeBron's been out with COVID. You look at the Lakers struggles, and obviously, people have very, very early season, preseason prediction about the Lakers getting to the finals, adding Russell Westbrook. They're 12 and 12 sitting sixth right now. The one seed in the West. The best team in the NBA right now. The Golden State Warriors, ladies and gentlemen. The Golden State Warriors are sitting 20 and 4. And oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Mama, there goes that man. Clay Thompson hasn't played a minute of basketball yet. Clay Thompson, people, hasn't played a minute of NBA basketball in two years. And this year the Golden State Warriors are sitting 20 and 4. Does that have to do with anything that's changed in Golden State? Or does that have to do with just what Golden State's always been? Is it is it just now like Stefan Draymond are back? Jordan Poole's finally stepping up. Steve Curtis, actually a really good coach. And you know, I said Stephen Curry before, it's like, "Oh, by the way, do they have do they have the best one of the best offensive players to ever play?" And I think in 20 years legitimately from now, we're going to look at Draymond Green and um we're going to say, "Oh, wait a minute. Draymond Green was actually about as impactful as a basketball yeah. player as we've ever seen."
1: I think it's a couple of different things. Uh the biggest thing is just they're the Golden State Warriors. It's just just what they do. They win ball games. Um no, I think one of the things that's helping them be this competitive still is they brought in these young guys. Like you mentioned Jordan Poole. He took that huge jump. They haven't even had James Wiseman yet this no. year. He's really good. And
0: I was reading they were asking Kerr uh yesterday on a press conference. They asked him when what the Wiseman situation was. And he said, "Well, Wiseman's still got a little ways to go before he can scrimmage." And then he said, "After that, we still got to make sure that he's like conditioned enough." And they were like, "So what's the deal with it? Like, you're not telling us anything." And he all Steve Kerr was said, said was, uh, "I don't want to make a headline with this news." I'm not entirely sure Wiseman's going to be back this year. I'm also not entirely sure that matters. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> with the Warriors, no, like, it doesn't. Like, I said, "Like, let's." I'm just going to say it. Mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay, baby. Clay Thompson has not played a single minute of NBA basketball this year for the number one seed in the Western Conference. And I feel like Clay Thompson's the ultimate player to just add to a team that's already yeah. good. Like He doesn't dribble the ball, he doesn't need plays. Just move around and be open. Yeah, and move if around you think, and be open. And
1: if you think you know, Clay like, lost it, you're a fool. You don't lose a jumper like that. Exactly. You don't lose a jumper. Exactly. He might he might not have it defensively like he once did. I'm tempted to see with the ACL and Achilles. Yeah, he might not have it defensively like he once did. But he's did, still. Clay But Thompson. he's Clay Thompson, and like you said, people like I'm one of them. Draymond pisses me off a lot of times, but see, like a lot of people, <laughs> people forget that Draymond is probably top five in the NBA at getting people open. Like oh, yeah. when you watch Draymond mic'd up, he literally says, "Like I watched it when." Uh, The Warriors played the Hornets when Jordan Poole went stupid and he started taking dumb heat checks. Draymond, like, pulled him to the side and yelled at him. He was like, dude, like, quit shooting that. I'll get you any shot you want. And the next possession down, you want to know what happened? Draymond swung it to the corner, set a ball – not a ball screen, just a normal off-ball screen screen to Jordan Poole, got him open. He sunk a three. Like, people – I like, again, I'm not going to be ignorant because Draymond pisses me off, but people – Act like Draymond Green is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it's ridiculous. The he's he's he a is. first ballot
0: Hall of Famer. And I, it was funny the other day. I was at the, uh, I was at the rec center, right? And I was, I was playing a. Uh, we were doing. I was, I was with this one guy. And we were doing this three dribble, like one on. We were playing one on one, three dribble to score. And we were talking. Wait uh, at the rec. At the rec, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and And uh, it was actually pretty good. Like I was burning. You're but, lucky um, I wasn't there. But um, we were playing that, and then afterward, we were talking about, like, he was a basketball junkie, and we were talking about Draymond Green. And it's crazy. When you live in Ohio, when you live in Ohio, you don't get a lot of positive Draymond Green, like, talk, talk because the Cavs-Warriors rivalry yeah. for four years. And um. what he was saying about Draymond, Was and it's the truth. He said, "All you have to look at is." And he was a big, big Cavs fan. He was saying, "All you have to look at is Game Seven, 2016." And he was saying that, like, that's the best moment, Cavs fan. The best moment of his life was that 2016 season. And he even said, "Not a Draymond Green fan." He said, "That Game Seven, like there was, there was no. uh, That was the biggest like dog moment. Like Draymond Green." He was the best put out, out like floor. you could just see it you could see that dude was 100% grimy let me get this win yeah let's go all day just had the dog within him like that's just he's a sport he's a competitor he's a he's a grinder he's, a hooper. he's smart he's a bass he's a basketball he's a player hoover. and he's a basketball player and I think a lot of people and he even said Draymond said you know obviously offense you can see he's good at offense because he said, "You know, oh, guy makes a shot." We can all see that. He said, "My kids can see that." Yeah. You know, he he used a little colorful language there, but he said defense. Nobody knows what the heck's going on in the NBA defense, and he said like the fact that that's a thing. Like he's literally one of the best defenders, arguably of all time, just because he's got it locked away up in his brain. He communicates. He's leader. You listen to Stephen Clay. The team won seventy three. The team won seventy three freaking games. All right. Stephen Clay disappeared in the NBA Finals. And what did those guys say? That Draymond Green is the motor. Draymond Green is the
1: motor. Them losing that finals, it it started once he got that
0: suspension. The suspension. Yep. He doesn't
1: get suspended. They win in five.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: They win in five. No, it's. The Warriors are crazy and like you said they they're about to add clay back and you add clay back to a team that's already the number 1 seed in the oh, NBA. God. And oh, I I remember God. saying it last year. You you can attest to this. We were saying it last year like people people forgot how good the Warriors yeah. are. I literally called I was like we're going to look, we're going to blink and then they're going to be back in gonna the finals. They're going to it's just crazy man. And I mean if you look at their roster before the year,
0: before the year started, you look at their roster and you look at the way the the average fan, the general fan viewed the Golden State roster. I mean obviously Steph Curry, he's a GOAT. A GOAT, you know. Shooting guard Jordan Poole. What did Jordan Poole have done before this year? Like you you know, small forward Andrew Wiggins. You know, and then I don't even know who they play at the four and the five. Draymond. I know Draymond plays the four. The five is it uh, would have been Wiseman, it's but Looney. It's Kevon Looney. Like the roster's just not it doesn't have the names that grab you. Yet they're still sitting atop the Western Conference. Thirteen and two at home, seven and two on the road. Which is just it's unbelievable that they're that they're sitting atop the West, twenty five games in. Um KD leaving two years ago, Calabian out for the last two years. It's incredible, like the fact that they've still rebuilt, they've reloaded, and they're back atop the Western Conference. Um, but don't look too far to find the next team that has the same record as them twenty and four. They played twice in the split. last week and they split one and one. Um, the Phoenix Suns, baby, the Phoenix Suns, who were my last year prediction. To make it to the nba finals which by the way mike you want to tell me what happened last year with that prediction you you want to tell me what happened they with that made prediction it. they dude, made don't it even the come at
1: me i'm the biggest chris paul fan you know
0: is chris paul the reason for that team you think chris paul's reason for that team being 24. dude is that even a question <laughs>
1: Do you see what the Suns were pre chris no, i i agree
0: i agree they finally even, got a it's point it's
1: not right? even a question it like we said in the last episode it it's so underrated what the impact a uh, true like game managing point guard does for
0: an NBA team.
1: It's oh, so right. underrated.
0: You're right. You're right. The fact that uh the fact that Chris Paul has gone from the Hornets, the Clippers to the Rockets to the Suns. Thunder. And- Every oh yeah, he went to the Thunder too. I always forget about the Thunder stint. Which by the way the, the Thunders seat. suck. The Thunders suck. The they're, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA right now. And two and even two years ago the roster was like, low key the same. Oh, what do they do? Chris Paul's there. Yeah, let's, the win, let's win let's win forty eight games and get the five seed. You know, Chris Paul goes to Houston, all right? And we were just talking about the Golden State Warriors. Chris Paul goes to Houston and all of a sudden, hey. We're sixty-six and sixteen. We're up three-two. We're up three-two in the Western Conference Finals against what many consider to be the most dominant team in the league. Which, by the way, a lot of people consider LeBron to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, this uh, this Warriors roster of Steph, Clay, Dre, and KD, amongst others, Iguodala, obviously, swept the Cavs, swept the Cavs once and beat them in five. You know, Chris Paul and James Harden and PJ Tucker, which, by the way, I like took these guys to seven games. Not only did they take them to seven, they had they were up on them three to two with a game at home. Okay? No Chris Paul. No Chris Paul game six at home. And also, not only was that true, actually I think it was game seven. They missed, what was it 27 threes in a row? Yeah. It took 27 threes and no Chris Paul for arguably the greatest collection of NBA talent on one team to beat this team. And I know people get beard a hard time. They give CP3 a hard time for all. Oh, you never done this. You never done that. That team was probably going to the finals if no, Chris were. Paul's healthy. They,
1: if you go oh back and watch gosh. that series, the Rockets dominated that whole series. They did. Like, and the thing, like you can say, oh, they were only up three-two. Like they're the Warriors, bro. They're gonna win. They're gonna win games. Like it's the Golden State Warriors with KD. They're gonna win games. No, it's.
0: Chris Paul, it's That's inevitable. why he's my
1: greatest point guard ever. It's an ever. Those reasons right there. And I don't.
0: And and anybody that says Chris Paul is their greatest point guard ever, you know, I think too often people look at basketball, and they, it's all about scoring. And they, and not it's even. Not. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're right, but not even <laughs> with scoring. But like people often associate a player's greatness with team wins. Team success, and I think that you the you you don't have to look any further than like Chris Paul. Obviously, is a good example of the fact that a player can be actually way better than his team. Team success, obviously, a six foot point guard in the NBA in two thousand twenty. Obviously, he started in 2008 to two thousand eight to 2005 to two thousand twenty one. A six foot point guard being your best player is probably not the best that you can wish for, but the fact that people associate team success with how great a player is kind of rubs me the wrong way, because you really don't have to look any further than, and this might be an off-the-wall kind of example, you don't have to look any further than a player such as like Tracy McGrady, who saw very little uh, team success in his career, but you listen to NBA players, you listen to guys that like played in the NBA, Kobe talked about it, which by the way, Rest in Peace. You know you've heard LeBron talk about it, um, Carmelo Anthony. I've even heard D Wade. Guys that have said that T Mac was like T Mac was as talented as any dude that's touched a freaking basketball, and it was just unfortunate, like draft circumstances. The dude was drafted to Orlando. Okay, didn't happen. Nothing really happened there. Tim Duncan said he was going to Orlando from San Antonio. Then he reneged, went back to San Antonio. <laughs> And then, uh, obviously, T-Mac got drafted to Toronto first. Toronto's not the easiest place to win. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Houston, all right? Houston, good little team. Yao Ming's always injured. Your second-best players, Rayford, Austin, and Luis Scola. You know, team success isn't a direct um, indicator. Correlation. Correlation. <laughs> if, uh, as if how good the, the basketball player is, which I think people kind of need to separate the two in terms of like how good an actual player is, because at the end of the day, it's still a team game, and it, and people get caught up in the fact that well, you know, if you're a good M- player in in the NBA, you can carry a team. That's Kinda not the, that's hard. that's not the truth. Like when the only like... players that can the only players in the NBA that can carry a team are your unquestioned greatest of all time. Yeah. Like James Harden, dude. James Harden was different. Like James Harden put up numbers we've never seen. Since Wilt Chamberlain. LeBron James. LeBron James is the only basketball player that can literally dictate a game, control a game without having to score the ball. LeBron doesn't need to like try to score the ball, and he can just dominate a game just because he knows what to do. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's different. Like he's seven foot and can score on anybody. And then uh Steph Curry. Steph Curry in today's game is completely different. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are really good basketball players that haven't been in like ideal situations for them, and ideal franchises, that are still good, and I don't think necessarily get their credit. Um, and I don't think you have to look any further than T Mac for that. And then obviously Chris Paul, like Chris Paul's been a been the, arguably the best point guard in the NBA. Obviously, Steph Curry's right there. But he's been one of the best point guards in the NBA his entire career. And people knock him for not having a finals appearance. When it's like, all right, you're playing in the – you. he played with Kobe Bryant. He played through the Warriors dynasty. He's played with LeBron, you know, against LeBron. Like, CP3 is the point god here. Yeah. No,
1: I agree. I agree completely and it's just tough too because like back to what you said about carrying a team it's like it's kind of hard to carry a team when there's these 6 7 super teams that just dominate dominate man. for
0: years and years yeah, yeah. just like, annoying you go you go back to 2000 what 8 9 10 and 8 9 10 you saw Spurs, First of all, Celtics, yeah, Kobe's but like these Lakers, eight, nine, ten, you saw the Lakers dominate. Obviously, the Lakers are always going to have talent Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol, Fisher, Andrew Artest, buying them, buying them. Another great one that had like three years of really good basketball play and then just kind of fell off. Um, the Celtics, which by the way, the Celtics were like. The first super team to get built the way that like the modern NBA is trading for uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and then you go after that. The so after the Celtics was the Miami Heat, the Big Three, the Heatles era, which I mean, you talk to MB, you talk to dudes in the NBA or hear what dudes in the NBA say, it's like the Heatles were inevitable, and and everybody knew that. Like D Wade and LeBron were just those dudes, and. It's just the way it worked out. Like you couldn't. There's only so much you can do to stop so much talent on the basketball floor. And then after that, you have. Oh, by the way, the 73 win Warriors, who a Chris Paul team should have beat, had they been healthy in the Western Conference Finals. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. It's the lay NBA. of the land. It's the lay of the land. Slay of the land, man. Slay of and the I land. I don't see
1: the super teams ever going away.
0: Super teams will never go away; they'll never go away. I mean, you look at LA. You look at LA. LeBron got to LA, and who'd they have? They had nobody. LeBron's been in LA for two year. years, and they've added Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. I think they have what they got. DeAndre Jordan now. Dwight Howard. They have Dwight Howard. They've Any died. old dude you can think of that yeah. was
1: once good in NBA is on the
0: Lakers. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's just that's L.A. That's LeBron's pool, Um, and it's just kind of the way the NBA works these days. You know, free agency is such a big part of the game that you know building through the draft isn't isn't by any means the way to win basketball games anymore. Because the way the NBA works is you draft your rookie, you get him for four years. I mean, you even look at the Pelicans; they're already talking about. Zion Williamson leaving in two years, you know, like I wouldn't touch Zion
1: if I was an NBA organization. What we call him with some
0: beefy buckets
1: right there, man. dude. I saw that it? pick the oh red jumpsuit. That's gosh. a beefy boy, man.
0: That's a beefy that dude boy. Is huge. He's huge. But let's stay in the Western Conference here, you know. Obviously
1: Let's get just, to them Blazers. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, you got the Blazers
0: sitting here at, at the tenth seed. All right. 11 and 14. If the season ended today, we're 25 games in, about over a quarter of the way through the NBA season. Um, 11 and 14. They're 10 and 4 at home. All right. The Blazers are 10 and 4 at home. Their road record is.